Listen, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it authentic. You can transform your life with holistic approaches to wellness. You can rejuvenate your mind, your body, and your soul through this personalized nutrition and organic product that I offer. You'll feel vibrant and energized while living a lifestyle that nourishes you from the inside out. You can truly discover the power of optimal nutrition. I help people eat, move, and feel better. And that's all that matters. Healthy mind, healthy heart, healthy soul. Hit me up. Let's get on a call. Let's talk. I'd love to help. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Ascension Show. So glad to have you. Hope you guys are doing great today. So happy that you could join Today, I'm joined by my brother, JT. JT, I met through our online community and through mutual friends, and I we had a great conversation, and we're going to hone in on these topics that we had in our conversation and uh, record a podcast for you guys. Um, super stoked about this one. This was a long time coming. Um, had a few cancellations, but we're here now. Big believer in divine timing, so welcome, JT. Why don't you give a little in- introduction about yourself, uh, a little bit about what you do, uh, what your goals are and anything else interesting about yourself. Appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks for having me on in the first place. Uh, I've been looking forward to this, but like you said, I'm JT Neely. I'm 24 years old, currently working in the marketing kind of online business space, specifically in the content marketing and kind of copywriting um, area, very entrepreneurial. So some future goals is having something of my own agency or just my own business, leveraging those skills to help people build their businesses or their personal brands on social. Um, I'm big sports guy, ex-athlete into all the biohacking and just self-development, life optimization, um, all of those things. And I'm just excited for our conversation and the continuation of the last conversation we had today. So appreciate you having me again. Absolutely, man. Um, so I, I think one thing that we kind of connected with really well was our like athletic lifestyle and how that kind of led into the biohacking stuff. So for me, for instance, it was training jujitsu that got me really into like eating healthy and making sure that I was improving not on just jujitsu, but like my mentality and just where I am altogether. I know we kind of grazed over that topic before. For sure. Yeah, I think athletics in my life has been very much like the microcosm of everything I'm doing now, it seems like. Um, And with the knowledge I have now, a lot of times I wish I could turn back the clock sometimes and apply more of the mental side of the game into the different sports that I was playing when I was in high school and seeing how much, I guess, like more effective of an athlete I could have been knowing what I know now about the mental and just like the, like you said, biohacking side of things. Yeah, for sure. And I made, I actually made a tweet about this yesterday. I I said that literally everything you do, 80% of it is mental and you don't realize that. I think, especially when you're growing up because you know, you're not really taught about the mental side of things. Um, And then once you kind of understand how important the mental side of everything is, especially in something like sport, 
then it just changes your perspective on your athletic performance, at least in my perspective. Definitely. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I would say it's becoming more of a um, relevant conversation. It would seem like in athletics to be focusing on the mental side of the game as well. And I'm excited to see how that um, accelerates the sports that it like that it hits in, I guess, if that makes sense or the athletes that it helps for sure. Yeah. And not even in athletes. I just think as an individual, it's important to kind of embrace like the mental cultivation um, because we can be really caught up on the physical cultivation of ourselves, meaning in the gym or just working on your business. But a lot of it, like the improvement of yourself comes through your mind. And that also helps you kind of understand who you are. And when you're able to really understand the mental patterns and really optimize your mind, you can kind of step into that individuality that we talked about before. Totally. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Joe Dispenza talks about it. Um, Like your mind doesn't know the difference between something happening in real life, like in your physical reality and just in your like mental plane. And you can really condition yourself to become that like higher level version of yourself just through mindfulness with what you're consuming and the states that you're placing your mind in um so definitely even outside of athletics like you said in all areas of life the mental side of things um is crucial for overall fulfillment of like that highest potential in all areas of your life yeah man um to piggyback off the joe Dispenza stuff i've heard very similar things from um, Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, and then Reality Transurfing, um, a huge book that's kind of popular in the red pill community, where they just say, um, you know, your brain can't really tell the difference, um, like your subconscious mind, um, in Reality Transurfing, he calls it the heart. So you like your heart, your subconscious mind can't tell, it can't tell the difference between what is real and what's fake. Um, so you kind of use that philosophy there to kind of, in a way, convince yourself that you are already becoming that version of yourself or that you've already obtained that and that you're sort of on the path to it. So if you can like continually affirm to yourself, um, like of your goals, then you'll kind of embody that. Uh, And I think it's really powerful when you can understand that and then have faith in that um, because then you can really begin to start making steps towards your goals. Totally. Yeah. It's almost like a, like brainwashing yourself yeah. to some extent, like no, literally brainwashing you're not, yourself. Yeah. Even if you're not in a place that you necessarily like want to be yet, you can position your mental state to be in that place. And it's amazing how, um, which I, I'm pretty sure they talk about in reality transurfing. I haven't got my hands on it yet, but when you're in that mental state, things like reality in the three dimensional plane, just kind of begin to manifest as you, um like law of attraction from that state of mental um just like abundance i guess yeah no that's that's definitely a concept like it's also like being at terms with your current state um because it talks about ignoring and versus avoiding so if you're ignoring something you allow it into your space so if there's something that's bothering you that you want to change you know you can ignore that or if and that's like accepting its presence but you're just going to let it pass you by But when you're avoiding something, you're actively trying to get it out of your space. Um, And it can be with whatever thing that you 
you know, that's bothering you. And so in terms of like attracting that certain lifeline, you have to be comfortable with where you are. And then also, like you said, brainwashing yourself into like moving towards that idealized version of yourself. Um, and somebody, somebody said yesterday on a tribe call, they were talking about, um, there it is creating an like alter ego version of yourself that you kind of want to embody. So like when you create that version of yourself, you have that that version of yourself in your mind and when you're going about thinking about the goals that you have for yourself and the things that you want to accomplish you kind of envision that alter ego so you can manifest that version that highest version of yourself into your into your lifeline and so that's something thought-provoking that i'm going to integrate definitely yeah once you're able to like the more specifically you're able to define that like alter ego version of yourself um the more you're able to just kind of embody that individual and then the reality just manifests as that yeah. version of yourself. Yeah. So, so what, um, what was like the turning point for you in your, in your, you know, life where you, you realized that you actually could step into this version of yourself through the pursuit of your goals. What exactly could you walk us through a little bit? For sure. Um, I mean, Arlen played a major role, but it was kind of a culmination of a lot of things. So I think we touched on this briefly, but just to give everyone else some perspective on it. When I was in college, I guess like going into my freshman year, I knew two things. I knew I was going to play like college football. And um, I also knew that I was like going to be with this girl that I was with for um, <laughs> the foreseeable future. And within like a week or two, both of those things just kind of like opportunities just kind of evaporated before my eyes. So then that kind of led me down a kind of downward spiral path where I found myself just reaching a point of like, what am I doing with my life? I'm just going through the motions. Like I know I have so much potential. I just have to like transmute all this negative energy into becoming this fullest, highest potential version of self. So really getting involved with Arlen, I started opening my mind to like the spiritual realm that I closed myself off from um, with like the power of now and starting to understand like ego and releasing the past and not being anxious about the future. Um, but also the power of like manifestation and having clarity on that, like five years from now version of myself. And as I started doing that more and more, um, it, became more and more easy to just implement into my daily life and at first obviously like everything when it's new when it's new there's a lot of resistance so it wasn't supernatural initially and then as I just continued to show up for myself every day with the practices or reading or just continuing to expand my knowledge base and skill set that aligned with that five years down the line version of myself um, it seemed like I just continued continued to see um, pretty like monumental change in all areas of my life. And that's not to say it was like all rainbows and butterflies. There was, it came mostly with just like repeated failure and like trial and error. But um, I would say that was really like the catalyst for me beginning to kind of explore this, like uh, what's the word, like self-actualization journey of mm. myself and really trying to embody this like, five year down the line, fullest potential 
version of myself. And I've also now crafted this perspective of like, you're never actually like, you never actually like reach that because every time you get to this like new point, there's like a better version of yourself five years down the line. So it's just kind of like a checkpoint on the journey. And it's just life is like a constant um, growth adventure. And as soon as you stop growing, you start dying. So just <laughs> growing as much as I can every day um, in the direction of my highest potential uh, was kind of, I guess, it all began at rock bottom, <laughs> for lack of better words. Dude, that's powerful, man. That's powerful to see. I think... Um, so one thing that stuck with me was the potential stuff, like stepping into your potential, because that potential that you have is like energy within yourself and you have to like transmute it, like you said. And then another thing was like your consistency, like obviously it's a lot of work to work on yourself, but it's not really work when you're reaping those kinds of benefits and you're enjoying it. Um, and I think that a lot of people can say that about themselves on their self-development journey. And it's actually really interesting how you, when you're in that point of rock bottom, you kind of realize like the polar opposite is possible. And then you start channeling that. Um, and then I, I wrote down these last two things. You said like life is a constant growth adventure. And then if you, you're not growing, then you're dying, which is, which are both super true. And like, that was powerful, man. So yeah, I, um, at least for me, mine is was like a, a a point of realization that I needed to like change, that I needed to get better. Um, because I started connecting and like following people on social media and seeing that these people were doing it. And then you kind of realize, okay, it's it's definitely necessary, it's definitely possible, and it's not as lonely because you realize other people are doing it too. Um my point of realization was realizing that there's definitely more to life. And it was just that curiosity that I kept feeding and it's a lot of work and it's definitely not rainbows and sunshine, but it doesn't feel like work because you're putting that, all that investment into yourself, the time, the energy, the money. It's like a, a journey of blood, sweat, and tears, literally. Literally. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better right there. Yeah. Um, and another thing I, I wanted to cover, and I think this might tie very very nicely into the the cultivation of self is our discussion on fear of failure from before um kind of how there's a sort of like a negative predisposition in at least maybe culture and society where you kind of are scared to fail but then then when you're kind of kind of growing and and cultivating your higher self you're scared to fail you're scared to fall on your face but actually failure is is really good for you to grow um and I'm wondering if you have any certain events in your head right now where you have failed and it, you, but you came out from it. For sure. I mean, I can think because I kind of parallel to the self-development journey. I've been on some something of an entrepreneurial journey as well. Mm. Um, so thinking back, like I've tried drop shipping, I've tried affiliate marketing I've tried like YouTube automation uh so just continuing to try new things and then like basically can I is it okay if I cuss on here no yeah it's fine dude okay like eating shit basically and then like 
falling flat on my face and being like, okay, I guess I can learn from this and just like take what I've learned and move it on to the next thing. And I think I really did that for a solid like two years. The first like two years I was really like began that self-development journey. I was also kind of in the middle of like trial and error in my like entrepreneurial journey. Um, so in terms of failure, I think going back to what you said about like your catalyst kind of like realization moment up until the point where um, I was told like, Hey, we don't have a spot for you on the team anymore. Like I didn't really experience that much failure in my life, I guess. And that was like a turning point where it felt like all I did from that point for the next like couple of years was just like fail over and over, just like go through the motions kind of. Mm-hmm. So I, it really gave me amazing perspective of like understanding how much there is to be learned from failure, because like you kind of talked about, I think a lot of the fear of failure comes with the fear of like judgment mm. where a lot of people are just what I think I, hold on. I wrote a thread about it on my Instagram story fairly recently. I think I saw that but something to the tune of like, yeah, something to the tune of like people are more scared to share like who they actually are to pursue something that could be scary um, for themselves because of the judgment of other people who like don't share the same passion or interest or something along those lines. So in terms of, I guess, like fear of failure I've just, it's a lot of it has just been like mindset flips. Like I know that when I'm failing, I'm learning and that you can't win unless you put yourself in a position to potentially fail. Mm. Um, because you can do all the reading, all the, like consume all the courses, you know, like make a website for your agency or all these different things. But until you're actually putting yourself in front of people and like putting something on the line from your end, you're like disallowing yourself the opportunity to succeed in that thing. But also, well, and with that, most of that comes from the fear of failing. And it's kind of like a mental masturbation almost of like, I feel like I'm making progress because I'm reading and doing all these different things, but you're not actually like applying them, which is not giving you the opportunity to fail slash grow, I guess. Yeah. And I think the reason you can grow from failure is because you find that little nugget of knowledge that lied within, oh, why did this not work this time? Because it's not actually failure. It's temporary defeat. Like there's a difference between the temporary defeat and the failure, right? So if you're trying different things and it's not working, that's just a temporary defeat for you to like kind of figure out the puzzle. And it's totally a mental thing. And it's how you perceive the failure. Like growing up, you know, you, you know, I wouldn't win lots of soccer games and I wasn't on the best soccer team. And I perceive that as a failure. Like, and then I would have that fear of judgment that's tied in with the fear of failure because it's like a social thing. Like if you're not on the best soccer team, then you're not good at soccer and you can't be friends with us. And so that was kind of like my fear of failure. Um, and then the fear of judgment, like, you know, people judging me based on the team of, of like the soccer team I'm on. Like, it's just something that 
is hardwired into um, I think just the way we socialize and just the way we go about things. And it's just not normal to realize like a failure is okay. Um, because I think a lot of people will glorify winners and, and then, you know, there's a lot of hate for failing people. And I'm kind of thinking in terms of sports, like if your team doesn't like it goes to the championship and loses, then there's obviously like lots of hate that goes into it. And so then people have like a negative connotation associated with losing, but um, losing is an important part to growth. And a lot of people won't even do anything because they feel failure. So if you're actually actively going out and doing something and you're failing and you're feeling discouraged, you're actually doing more than 99% of people who are just sitting on their butts. And especially that I think the same thing goes with fear of being of, of judgment, like your fear of judgment comes from you coming out of your comfort zone to grow but you're fearing judgment from people who are staying within their comfort zone. And 100%. I think that's, that's very important to understand. Um, For sure. I kind of have two things to piggyback. Absolutely. Off of what you absolutely. Um, this idea just kind of popped in my head where you're talking about like failure is only like, I, I don't remember exactly what you said, but I've heard someone say like temporary defeat. Yeah, temporary defeat. Like you only the only failure is if you don't like get up and try again. Basically, that's the only you don't fail until mm. you stop trying. Um, yeah, is so something failure is quitting. Yes, um, but then to piggyback off that last thing you were saying about fear of judgment, um, that's been a big like mental reframe for me as well, in the sense of like what you just said. Like you're putting yourself in the line of judgment by expanding your comfort zone and you're only receiving judgment from people who are doing less than you. You'll never receive judgment from people who are doing more than you. Um, more, more times than not, those people are going to be supportive and complimentary of what you're doing. Um, and going all the way back to like the initial power of now and learning about like ego um, and all of those things people who judge are projecting something within themselves onto you. So I feel like the more you're able to internalize that and reframe it in the position of like, the only people who are judging me are people who are doing less than me. Not that it's like a contest. I've kind of, I guess, found that in life, I'm really my only true competitor. I'm just competing against the fulfillment of my fullest potential. So it doesn't really matter if people are ju- going to be judgmental of what I have to say, because like, I'm not competing against them. Like it's not their life. It's my life. And I'm competing against my ability to fulfill that highest version of myself. Yeah, dude, that's an awesome perspective to have. Um, I think that's, that's like one of the major parts of, of kind of just self-discovery is realizing that you're not competing against anyone else. You're not here to like go, you know, against someone else. It's more like, are you better than what you were yesterday, a week ago, a year ago? You have to kind of see big picture and realize the growth that you have compared to the past version of yourself and the growth that you can step into with the future version of yourself. And I quote a lot of jujitsu stuff on this podcast, but jujitsu really helped me learn that because I would always compare myself to people that were close in rank to me. Um, especially people that were a little bit higher in rank to me, just, you know, toxic talk with myself. Um, And then it kind of required a lot of failing 
to realize that, okay, I actually need to focus on how I'm doing on a day-to-day basis here, how I'm doing in a long-term picture. Am I better than I was a month ago? Am I better than I was three months ago? Yes, it's true because the secret sauce is just showing up and accepting those failures and growing each time, make an effort to grow. Because like you said before, if you're not growing, then you're dying. Um, so I just think that's that's all important stuff. Um, and then to tie it in with our talk of fear of judgment, I think part of like freeing that fear of judgment with the reframe and then like kind of embracing your true self like away from the fear of judgment comes in releasing that childlike energy that we had when we were kids that we suppressed from fear of judgment. And so that childlike energy is kind of the energy that's harnessed in your soul. And that's, that's when you can tap into that, that's really like who you are, where the individuality comes from. And um, I know for me, that was suppressed over time a lot because of fear of judgment and because I let the people judging me kind of suppress that um, just growing up. And I, I'm now recalling that we spent a lot of time talking about this one. Um, But what, what has your journey been like with kind of uncovering the childlike energy that you have? For sure. I think when I think back to kind of like, I guess like a critical um, like turning point or like kind of like canon event. If you're into like Spider-Man, it's like a Spider-Man ref. But for me, where it felt like that, like childlike curiosity or like creativity or all of those things kind of started dying was around coincidentally the same time I got into a relationship with that person And when my athletic career kind of started to tail off and my, I guess, vision of the future was very like foggy and unsure because athletics had been such a crucial point, uh, crucial part of like my entire life. But I think for myself, it was with like the self-development journey kind of came this like reignition of that childlike creativity and curiosity and just like if you're around kids on a playground or something like there's they're just like they're just kids like they're just playing with each other like they don't care who's who or who's doing what like they just they just want to play and have fun and like do their thing and I think I was getting so caught up in the comparison game like you said and like fearing judgment of other people and I really feel that I think it's common in high school and college, like everyone wants to find their, find their circle, like feel included, feel a part of something. Mm. Um, And I don't think it's super uncommon to like water yourself down or um, change yourself to try and fit in with people who you might want to be friends with or want to date or all those different like human instinctual tribalistic things. But Um, a point that I guess or realization that I thought of when you were kind of like setting me up for this or like asking me this was the idea of like you are a you attract what you put out kind of like you you 
are going to be around people who are not be around necessarily, but you're going to be drawn to or have more commonalities with people who share interests or passions or things like that. So the more you're able to tap into that childlike curiosity, creativity, interests, just like, um, what's the word? Like, just like carefree nature of you doing the things that you're passionate about and excite you will naturally kind of lead you to that tribe, if you will, right. of people who share those interests or commonalities that also probably have bring some different perspectives to the table that can help you grow as well um, and help you excel in other areas outside of just those things that you share commonalities within. So I don't really know if that answered your question, but or no, it was pretty tangent, I, but no, that was perfect. Um, because there's a lot of things that will, like you said, like make the child energy die or kind of kill it off. Um, and I and I feel like growing up in like a social environment, you feel like you should fit a mold. You should kind of fit, you know, fit in this type of box to be able to be accepted by your peers. And so you kind of deviate from your 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 center, your childlike energy to fit this mold so people can accept you because we're social beings. We want to fit in. It's kind of a necessity. Um, but I think that does more damage than, you know, than gives you more benefits because you're deviating from who you truly are. And I think when you reach a certain point, you kind of realize the right people will actually accept you for who you truly are. Like you don't have to fit into a mold. You don't have to change anything about who you are for the right people to accept you. And that can go from anything from friendships to relationships. Um, you shouldn't have to be with a significant other where you have to change who you truly are to feel accepted. And the same can go with friends. If they don't accept you for who you are, you know, your flaws, your shortcomings, and even the things that you feel you're passionate about, then, then that person wasn't meant to be in your life at that time. And you'll find the right people when you're expressing who you truly are. And those people that that are accepting you for who you truly are are going to be way more valuable for like you, your journey, and everything else if you're if it's brought with that authenticity. And um and it's it's really hard to understand that because growing up, you kind of figure that you have to change to fit in with every like, you know, the people that you want to be friends with but it's, it's just toxic self-talk. And a lot of that originates from external forces, what societal conditioning has kind of fed into you and what you see on, you know, TV and, and entertainment can have a big effect too. Um, and I also think that negative energy kind of tries to take over your psyche to kind of influence you in a negative way. So all that negative self-talk and all that negativity comes from external forces. And if you can really tune into your intuition and really tune back to center, then you can kind of rediscover that positivity. And when you're sitting in silence, you'll you'll come across and you'll feel those waves of positivity and almost like a life force being rejuvenated back into yourself. And, you know, I encourage everyone to keep chasing that feeling because then you'll kind of detach yourself from that negativity, that negative self-talk, because that's all external. And, and I think it's all about returning within totally i i love what you said right there about like 
conditioning and like societal norms because I do think a lot of the stripping of that childlike energy comes from at such a young age we are like told that being wrong or different from everybody else is like not okay or um I think I don't know this is a pretty pretty uh deep rabbit hole that we could get into in terms of like education and just all of the different societal like institutions I guess that and even just like the the track that is laid that says like if you're not doing this you're wrong or you're stupid or if you want to go into the trades and don't want to go to college like you're inferior to someone else um so I like you said there's so many external factors that influence and place these like negative self-talk and toxic energy within you that really I think are in most cases like the catalyst for the stripping of that child like it curiosity energy all of those different things that um allow you to tap into that like truest version of self and I think you said earlier like the the path like that is best fit for the most extreme version of yourself wait say that again like the the path I think is what you referred to it as I think it's from reality transfer thing or like the, um the lifeline yeah like the lifeline that is most aligned to like the truest and most extreme version yeah, of yourself yeah 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 so like the highest self transferring onto that lifeline yeah and that's that's possible through the through like I guess returning back to center and, and finding that trueness and the oneness with yourself. Um, but yeah, the thing I visualized when I said that last thing before you started was like the education system and how we could go into a rabbit hole. If we go on a graze really shortly on that, I think that, you know, when you're in the education system, they kind of have a one way kind of path for you to follow. That's very, um, it not, it doesn't fit all personality types and it's very um, one dimensional. And that's, I think that's where we kind of start to, that's where the, the, the part where people aren't telling you to be individual, they're telling you to fit in the box and to kind of like memorize the test stuff and take that test. And when you aren't going to college and, and I think that's a generational thing too. I think a lot of young people are starting to realize that you don't have to fit the box um, because people are realizing their uniqueness and they're realizing that they don't have to take this one-way path to success and have a good life and have a house and all this stuff. There's so many other ways to express your individuality and your passions um, where you don't have to fit the box that was built for you. And it's really, it's really nice to see that with like people our age, because a lot of older people will say, Oh, are you in school or, what are you doing now that you're not in school? You're just working. Oh, that's, that's not good. You need an education. And like, it's just, it's just becoming outdated. And it's, it's, it's actually kind of, I find it quite humorous trying like seeing that like happen in like older people's psyche when you kind of explain that stuff to them. Um, For because sure. we don't know any better. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. There's definitely a disconnect. And like you said, it is, exciting because I do think there's a major um I don't think we're necessarily at the turning point yet but we're in a major kind of like 
inflection point it seems like where with everything bad everyone has to say about like gen zers like we don't we don't fuck with the like this is your path and this is how life works and you will take this and i kind of i love the defiance of like authority i guess or like the 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 way it's supposed to be um and i think that educational institutions are catching on that they're going to have to change their ways if they're going to stay afloat and stay alive um, in the ways that they had been traditionally operating for the past hundreds of years. And I'm excited for what the future holds in terms of like our generation of children and the types of opportunities they have uh, educationally to like really embrace those individual, individual parts of themselves in a way that like positions them more effectively to find a career path or however that looks that actually fires them up and aligns with that like most extreme version of themselves versus the watering down of themselves to fit like you said the box that like society's already placed for them yeah one thing i can say about gen z across the board entire board whatever spectrum you fall like this generation does not appeal to authority like whatsoever like the left wings the ultra conservative tape brothers tape brother ultra people not appealing to authority and i think that's quite telling of the system that was just created before us and so like you said i think like you know the education institutions and um you know all of the establishments that have been built before are gonna have to change because sooner or later we're going to be the people that are like you know, kind of like having more influence and in the way things work. I think a lot of third party uh, education systems are going to come about, like people buying courses and stuff is going to be a real thing because people are realizing that they don't really need to go through university for four years to like have their marketing business or their agency. So yeah, I think, sure. I think the tide is turning for sure. And there's actually a lot to be hopeful for. And I think that's why they have such a negative agenda on like, oh, the the sun is going to explode and oh, we're going to have an alien invasion or a food famine, whatever. I, th- I think that's just them trying to like make sure that you're still in like a fear-based state of mind, but actually the tide is turning. So 100% agree. Yeah, man. Well, one thing I ask every single guest before we wrap up is if you have one message to tell the whole world, Right now, everybody's listening. What What are you going to say to these people? Okay. Um, I would just say, like, life is short. You only have one opportunity at it. And every day that you aren't pursuing actualization of, like, the highest version of yourself or something that you actually care about, um, you're just, like, wasting a very finite amount of time that you have to create an impact so if you want to do something like take risks and do it because the only way you can't achieve something is if you never try to do it in the first place boom i love it i love it jt thanks so much for coming on it was awesome we got to cover a lot of different topics. I think a lot of people are going to get value out of it. 
I'm so happy that we could finally do this, man. Um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, bro. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, brother. Peace, everybody.